from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. Welcome. It's good to have you with us on the Thursday edition of Radio Night Live. And that means that we're going to talk legal stuff for the next hour. Uh, We, being the collective Kevin McCullough, and Imran Ansari, who is uh, re- reporting tonight from a, a non-disclosed bunker somewhere in the New York area. Hello, sir. Hi, Kevin. Uh, good to be on. Yeah, it's good I'm, to have uh, you. Yeah, I've been in lockdown uh, due to, uh, uh, you know, the spouse being hit with the uh, the dreaded COVID. The Rona. But, uh, you know, it's going around. Um, my poor producer, she's having to work from home this week because of the same thing. So it's... It's definitely uh, taking its uh, chops out on us this uh, winter. The good thing is we just had Dr. Neshwat on last night. Get your vitamin C and your vitamin D and your zinc. Take them. Get your rest. Drink your fluids. Use your Tylenol and your Advil. Uh, and you're more than likely going to be okay if uh, if you apply the, th- the stuff. So I hope that uh, the uh, the Ansari clan is able very soon to, you know, all emerge. I, th- I think we're turning the corner, Kevin. So, uh, you know, I've been on... You know, I've been juggling work and also then also the household duties and taking care of the kids. So it's you've been, been juggling a- work yeah. and the yeah. real job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of interesting legal stuff to talk about tonight. I want to start with um, some local stuff here today. Um, the Broadway Association uh, had its annual it's a monthly lunch uh, gathering, and this was their public policy lunch for the start of the year here, 2024. And they had. Uh, three city council members um, uh, representing the Times Square area north into kind of the Bronx, uh, kind of across Manhattan and a couple. And I think they invited all of the bids from from uh, the city, but they didn't all show up. But anyway, the uh, the ones that did, there were three city council members that that kind of peopled this panel. And the first thing they they talked about was the um, city council's override of this um stops legislation or, or bill or whatever it was called. And I'm just curious, Imran, from a, from a, uh, and you've been a prosecutor and you're, you've also done defense work. So you, you can kind of see this from both sides. I don't think most New Yorkers understood what this controversy was about, but the thing that bothered me was when the city council members started to talk about it, they said, all three of them said somewhere in their opening remarks, well, we needed to pass it. But we didn't really realize how much paperwork the cops are already doing. So we've decided that even though it's passed and become law, now we're going to look at the amount of paperwork that the to- the cops have to do altogether. And I'm kind of like, didn't you want to just like ask a police officer like, how much paperwork would be done before you passed the law? I mean, it ta- give me some perspective on this. Sure, sure. So, you know, obviously when I was a, a prosecutor, uh, I worked hand in hand with the NYPD. Uh, I love the police officers I worked with uh, when I uh, was a felony ADA. Then I routinely worked on on serious crimes and prosecution of serious crimes with the, the detective squad and detectives, uh, many of whom I keep in touch with uh, to this day. And I have a profound respect to the NYPD. I love the NYPD. They do our be- their best to keep us safe here in New York City every day. Um, when it comes to paperwork, there's tremendous amounts of paperwork that a police officer has to fill out uh, and 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 uh, complete uh, in order to uh, put through an arrest. Uh, and then a detective has notes called DD5s where they document all their investigation. And then this all becomes part of a prosecution and then discovery, et cetera. But now what we have here uh, is a bill coming down, which Eric Adams rightly vetoed uh, and, you know, uh, tried to put the brakes on it because – 
he, as a former police officer, knows best, uh, can stand in the shoes of the NYPD uh, and can relate to when a law or a, a, a procedures or protocol um, will not assist with the job that the NYPD needs to do, which is, in essence, keeping us safe uh, and fighting crime, uh, but, you know, hinder that. And I think that this bill is something that is going to hinder that. We need to sort of step away uh, from uh, this uh, route where, you know, you have these initiatives, you have these laws being passed, uh, where I guess the intent is good, but when put into practice, it's just not sensical. We're dealing with a crime crisis in New York, and this was not the right time to initiate something like this. And I think the practical, uh, you're going to see this, I believe, kind of blow up in our faces, uh, where you're going to see that it's going to be yet another hindrance to the effective policing in New York. Well, it's interesting that you say that. And I, I, w I could not wait to get on the air to ask you these questions because they didn't take any Q&A from the audience. I was hoping that they would, um, kind of thought they would, but the, as soon as they were done with the panel, before they could open the, the mic up to me, like they, the city council guys got out of there. And I don't know how many people in the room uh, were, you know, down with what their answers were or had questions, but I had questions. Yeah. And one of the significant ones of which is if you're going to implement something that is this burdensome and controversial, wouldn't you want to, for the sake of just pure PR? Now, maybe the city council is so insulated in New York that they don't think they need that. So that could be that's an entire possibility on its own. But wouldn't you, for the sake of explanation, if people ask questions, how closely did you work with the NYPD to craft the legislation? If you think that filling out these additional forms are that vital to balance public safety with criminal justice, and not one of the city council members today used the word crime or criminal justice, which I thought was very telling. They only talked about public safety. Yeah. They didn't talk about, you know, prosecutions they didn't talk about getting bad guys off the street they didn't talk about any of that aspect this was all about quote public safety um and that was the terminology that they used repeatedly in the explanation of it but wouldn't you at least at a bare minimum because one of the one of the city council members said that they had been they've been having conversations about this legislation internally for 18 months yeah imran 18 months and by the way you have a mayor who is really in favor of empowering the police who by the way is a former nypd member and he aligns politically pretty much with most of the city council members like this this should have been like a you're all on the same team kind of thing yeah but, but I mean, I think it's uh, indicative of where you know people it's sort of a detachment with reality here and it's hanging on to ideology uh, rather than being practical and reality that we're dealing with. And I, I you know, Eric Adams, uh, in talking about the the how many stops bill, that's what it was called, called it. Yeah. He said, quote, this bill will handcuff our police by drowning officers in unnecessary paperwork that will saddle taxpayers with tens of millions of dollars in additional NYPD overtime each year. Now, Kevin, you know, I know overtime when it comes to NYPD, because uh, right. when we would have we would have a uh, uh, be, you know, dealing with an arrest, a prosecution and all that. When the, those officers of the Texas were getting overtime, they were very happy and, and rightly so, because they were getting paid. And if you're going to tell them that they're going to have to do all this, I believe, unnecessary paperwork, you're going to not be taking the time off the beat, meaning when they are policing, they're not going to be doing this paperwork. It's going to be right. overtime. And that's where the taxpayers will be hit. And really, this is nonsensical legislation. Well, it's interesting and we're going to we're going to take a, a break, but it's interesting that that's where this part of the discussion lands, because I got to give you a couple of more of my own just observations. And again, I wasn't allowed to ask questions. I couldn't probe their thinking any further, but I was just putting dots together about what they were saying today. Uh, he's Imran. I'm Kevin. We're coming right back.
You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news! The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths regular price is 79.98 for a limited time you can get this six pack towel set for only 39.99 with promo code joe p that's a 50 percent savings go to mypillow.com call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to save 50 percent on the my pillow six pack towel sets Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now, a truly exciting new benefit. My monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where, for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Let me tell you about a very interesting new book that has just been released and some are saying is a must read. It's called Two Creations, Bara and Asa, and the author Emmanuel J. Charles reveals the secret of creation from the book of Genesis. He reveals that life on earth was not evolved, but created by Almighty God. He explains that the first three verses of the Bible should be considered as three distinct events that took place in four different eras of earth's history. This book presents undeniable claims supported by logical reasoning, scientific evidence, and biblical truth. This book gives pastors and professors the ability to teach the creation account in churches and academic institutions boldly, without any doubt or hesitation. Many young students are walking away from their faith due to the lack of evidence to refute the theory of evolution and the promises that they will finally find answers in this book. Visit Amazon.com to get your copy today. Buy your copy of Two Creations, Barah and Asa by Emmanuel J. Charles today. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts, tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. What a little moonlight can do. It's Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. Welcome back to Legal Night, Radio Night Live. Kevin McCullough, Imran Ansari. Very glad to have you with us. Uh, Imran, uh, we were talking in the last segment at um, in at the midday today. I had the chance to go to the Broadway Association uh, luncheon. I'm, I'm very, very humbled that they continue to invite me as a member of the media to observe uh, what they do in that association. And I am a huge supporter of Times Square, a huge supporter of Broadway. And I think that uh, they were very smart to have a public policy panel at today's luncheon talking about uh, the biggest things that the city council members that kind of, you know, represent these areas um, are, are concerned about here at the start of the year. And we started out talking about the uh, the stops. What is it called? How many stops or how many more stops or uh, have we made enough stops? I don't know what the, the, the name of the legislation is, but um, so they were talking about this. And you you mentioned before we went to the break, the, the amount of paperwork. 
the uh, reporter from city and state who was kind of the moderator of the panel then transitioned to, you know, some of the needs of the city and not one, but all three of the city council members then identified crime or, or public safety rather as being something that the city's never going to be, you know, what it can be again in all of their perceptions until the, the, the perception of public safety is dealt with. And one of the specific gripes that one of the, the city council members had was that the police are having a hard time retaining force. So guys are wanting to come in and get experience and then transfer to the outer boroughs. Uh, they're coming in and getting experience and transferring to the suburbs. They're going to Connecticut or Long Island or New Jersey. They're going elsewhere. Uh, the, the, some of them are retiring early. And they were tracking, they, they didn't really track this, but I've been tracking this newswise for a few years. And you can trace that trend back to the passage of bail reform and what has happened there. And now you add this layer of this, you know, how many stops law that they don't, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to add all of this paperwork. And, and the guy said, the one guy said more than 30, I think he said more than 30 pieces of paper that have to be filled out. On just an on just a level one crime, Imran, who's gonna who's gonna tolerate that? I mean, that's crazy. But then they they didn't make the connection that you're you're losing force partly because you're demoralizing not just any police department, the greatest police department on planet Earth. Show me a city that has as big a force as we have that's as safety conscious as they are. That is as diligent as they are in trying to do the right thing. Yes, there's a bad apple that gets through every now and then, blah, blah, blah. But show me a major city in America that has a finer police department than the NYPD when it comes to the professionalism of their unit. And yet, here we are ready to bury them with more stuff to do instead of just getting out there and keeping our streets safe. No, absolutely, Kevin. And also, uh, you know, I don't think there is... Uh, any more diverse of a police force uh, in this country. So when you take all these considerations as to, uh, you know, uh, certain segments of, of the New York City community and, and targeting and whatnot, but you got to think about our makeup of the NYPD. It is one of the most diverse police force, if not the most diverse police force <clears throat> in the world, I believe. Um, and, you know, it's a tremendous job that they do every day especially as things escalate in terms of of crime and all that but you don't want to bury uh these officers and like you say kevin i think you you used a great word demoralize them uh you know uh, from the job that they're doing because they are potentially putting themselves uh in harm's way uh every day every day they take to the beat every day they're out there on the street uh, trying to make sure that we are able to enjoy uh, the safety of, you know, uh, of our city and going about our lives day to day. They're putting themselves in harm's way. Uh, and instead of commending them and making their lives and their jobs easier, uh, we seem to be on a trend with, you know, these bills like this uh, to make it harder. And what are you going to have then? You're going to have police officers who are disgruntled, who are not uh, out there doing their job with the uh, the zeal that you want a police officer to do it because they're having to deal. Well, that with was the specific state. complaint of one of the city council members. He's like, you know, we're going to have to start hiring subpar police officers. And he, he was kind of saying it like, you know, it's kind of just a, a fait accompli. It's just, you know, it's done. There's nothing we can do about it. And I'm sitting there going, but wait a minute. What if you didn't have like this kind of silliness going on and you could actually say to people, and the other thing that's kind of looming large in the shadow of all of this is you have that attack um, on the police officers in Times Square by the illegal migrants. And within minutes of being arrested, they are back out on the street again. And Imran, this this coupled with the the administrative baloney that they got to do, this is creating an environment where nobody wants to be a part of it. No, absolutely, Kevin. And, you know, uh, the that's the the failed bail reform laws, uh, in my opinion, have uh, not worked. Right. Again, that's sort of the uh, another example of, of aspirations to to sort of uh, fix or 
or uh, improve the justice system that has backfired and has has not really worked here. And you're going to have uh, the, you know bail reform laws like that. It's sort of like the perfect storm, Kevin. Uh, a perfect storm to uh, promote crime rather than uh, decrease crime in the city. Uh, and also, again, have a police force which, rather than being celebrated, they may feel that they're being attacked. And, you know, we can't do that. It's not going to be good for our police officers. It's not going to be good for us who are dependent on the police in a city uh, of our size to make sure that we are safe. Uh, and and we want a police force that can do their job and that they're doing so willingly and happily. Because if you think about it, Kevin, every day they put on that uniform, uh, they are potentially making the most ultimate sacrifice yeah. for our safety. They are the equivalent in my in my book and the way I talk to my kids about police officers. They are the equivalent of the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines. They put on a uniform. They are a target. They are the uh, the 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 thin blue line between anarchy and and a, a safe law abiding society. And without them, we don't have the greatest city on on the planet. And you talk about a perfect storm. You combine illegal immigration at record numbers, where you you're just importing people willy nilly, no idea who they are, and come on everybody. And that's what we've that's what we've had. Now, the mayor has started to push back and try to, like, get some control on it. But Hochul's not helping him and Biden's not helping him. So there's, he's not going to get any help. Then you you couple that with this type of kind of choking. We're going to just, you know, cut you by a thousand slices until you bleed to death of the of the law enforcement. And then you add that to prosecutions like uh, like Alvin Bragg, who come in on day one and say, well, we're not going to enforce, you know, half of these laws. Uh, you you have suddenly your word perfect storm created a city with a perfect environment for uh, crime to grow. And we shouldn't be surprised when it does. And I think that for every New Yorker that saw that news footage over the weekend of those police officers that got beaten down by those illegals and to know that within like less than 90 minutes, they were back out on the street. I you know where where is this new york is this america anymore like we don't even know where we live it's it's that it's that frustrating but i've got a couple of other things i want to bounce off of you when we come back so stay with us it's legal night he's imran ansari of abk law i'm kevin mccullough stay right here I'm Keith Peters reporting the first of back-to-back atmospheric rivers is drenching California. Heavy rain and gusty winds began hitting the state's north on Wednesday before moving south along the coast and snarling the Thursday morning commute in Los Angeles. It has flooded roads, toppled trees, and caused traffic accidents, but also dumped welcome snow in the mountains. Forecasters say the storm will be followed by a more powerful one that will arrive late Saturday night and hang around into Monday. Women are far more likely than men to get autoimmune diseases, illnesses like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis that occur when the immune system mistakenly attacks their own bodies. That gender disparity has baffled scientists for decades, but new research may finally explain why. Females have two X chromosomes, and Stanford University researchers say how cells handle that extra X can be a red flag. It's back to Tobacco Road for the Q's as the Orange take on Wake Forest in Winston-Salem Saturday night. Hi, I'm Matt Park. Join Jim Sadlin and me Saturday at 7.30 on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com Listen to us online at AM970TheAnswer.com Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com 
You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels and two washcloths regular price is $79.98 for a limited time you can get this six pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code joe p that's a 50 percent savings go to mypillow.com call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to save 50 percent on the mypillow six pack towel sets are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition to Alaska this summer? Then join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, along with Mike Gallagher and our special guests on the Patriots Alaska Cruise, sailing over 4th of July weekend. Learn more at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. This experience is a chance to participate in spirited discussions and thought-provoking lectures with like-minded patriots and sought-after speakers. Seven action-packed days will chart a course toward a bright American future all while surrounded by Alaska's rustic and natural wonders on a luxury cruise ship. You'll experience powerful creation immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords. Join Mike Gallagher and me June 29th to July 6th. Secure your cabin today by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. That's 855-565-5519, PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. Welcome back to Legal Night. Imran Ansari, former prosecutor, defense genius, and civil litigator for um, ABK Law is with us. Uh, and uh, that's Idala, Bertuna, and Kamens, if you are not familiar with ABK. Uh, and I can attest to you that their entire team are the most talented and the most committed uh, legal team you could have uh, for any purposes. So check them out. Uh, Idala, Bertuna, and Kamens. And I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, let me let me go to. So the the moderator asked him. They asked him about the the you know uh, legislation we've been talking about. Then they right. asked about the uh, the public safety thing, and then they went to things like uh, congestion pricing. Now one of the one of the gripes that the, the you could kind of feel like the city council guys were getting was like, well, you know that they have to do this and they all were like well it's a, it's a done deal we're gonna do it and you're just gonna be happy about it like, okay but th- one of the reasons that they were kind of propping up as the need to have this congestion pricing law passed was to say that no one's taking public transportation and that because public transportation is down in ridership you're seeing an abundance of people in cars on the streets, and that's making life uncomfortable for those of us in certain neighborhoods, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Did they ever acknowledge the amount of crime on the subway system or on the New Jersey path or New Jersey transit or the, or the bus terminal or the, uh, you know, Penn station in the dark areas? Like, did, no, they didn't. There was not one mention. And Imran, I guarantee you, I know a lot of commuters most of the people that don't commute using the public transit systems right now do so not because it's not convenient and not because it's too expensive. They're not taking public transportation because they don't feel safe. And when you see video after video of things going on down in the subways, you see weirdos on the actual trains, they upload their, their films to YouTube and they get, they, they go viral that you just continue to perpetuate this idea that New York is a city that's not serious about keeping people safe. This has nothing to do with uh, police brutality or anything else. This is just the common man. So the solution to that now is to tell people that come in from the outer areas, 
if you come in and you're already paying 16 bucks to get across the GWB, when you come down into Midtown, you're going to pay another $30, another $15. That's $31 just to get to Times Square for someone who lives in Bergen County. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a, a tremendous amount uh, to deal with when you're you're also coming in and you're, you're spending money in the city and you want you want, you want the city to be the magnet for it has not, to be you know, for, yeah, for, for business, for uh, tourists, for, uh, you know, uh, to keep New York as that beacon. Uh, right. You know, the place where things happen, where ideas are formed, where money is made, where, you know, you are the beacon around the world, this world city, right? The, you know, you want that to remain intact. So when you are making it difficult to A, do business here and, and congestion pricing, if you're, if you're putting a big price tag on commuting into the city uh, and where you are also having the sort of cause of a, an effect of having transportation such as the subways being uh, less than desirable uh, and then you have New Jersey transit, you know, there's issues with that, right? There's right. Uh, New Jersey transit trains are always delayed. There's the tunnel that they're trying to, to redo in order to, uh, to rectify that. Uh, but when you have things like congestion pricing and all that on the bill, you're going to be really causing problems uh, with a domino effect because you're going to have a business suffering. You already have empty office buildings all over the city uh, after COVID. Uh, and now you're not enticing people to come to the city. You're not enticing people to remain here. OK, I live in the suburbs, uh, but I work in New York City uh, and that's fine. Now that person may be saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for something in the burbs now you know can i get an, uh, an office well job? think about this think about people that live in rockland county and say they work an overnight shift or the third the, the the swing shift late at night in times square maybe they're a server maybe they're a dishwasher maybe they're a line cook you know maybe they're a they're a, a an usher at a broadway show or whatever but you've got like you know lower level entry jobs that don't pay more than 50 60 thousand a year and they can't take the train safely at those hours. So they have to drive. Now you're saying to those that are going to come in, well, it's going to be 15 bucks a day for you just to get. Would I start looking for a job in Rockland County or in Bergen County or on Staten Island? If I didn't have to be you, you doggone right, I would because I couldn't I couldn't afford it. It just it's going to it's going to kill us. But there's another element to this that i think is bothersome and when we get back i want to i want to unveil my last kind of observation of what these three city council people um had to say today at the broadway association gathering um kevin mccullough very glad to have you with us it's uh legal night he's imran i'm sorry we're coming right back war has played a key role in the history of the united states from the nation's founding right down to the present Wars made the United States independent, kept it together, increased its size, and established it as a global superpower. Hi, I'm James Early, host of the Key Battles of American History podcast. In each episode, I discuss American history through the lens of the most important battles of America's wars. To start listening now, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Key Battles of American History on your favorite podcasting platform. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. 
If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager explains basic economics. See, what you do when you raise the minimum wage is something else. Not only do you put people out of work, but you put businesses out of business, small businesses especially, and you reduce the ability of people to start working in their lives because... They're overpriced. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 970. The answer. This is Carol Platt-Lebel for townhall.com. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency is supposed to be devoted to the relief and human development of the Palestinians. In practice, it seems employees are far more radically committed to advancing Palestinian interests. The Wall Street Journal has just reported that approximately 1,200 of the agency's employees in Gaza are actual operatives of Hamas or Palestinian Islamic Jihad. More than half have close relatives who belong to the terrorist organizations. It's shocking to learn that the agency has links to high levels of the U.S. government. Biden's senior director for intelligence programs on the White House National Security Council staff was an official of this pro-Palestinian U.S. agency, even as the group was providing material support to terrorism. It raises troubling questions about the administration's judgment and the information terrorist groups may have been able to glean about our intelligence capabilities. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Um, it is interesting to see how the city council works. And I've, I don't go to city council meetings. Uh, I know Councilman Borelli pretty well. He gives me some insights uh, from time to time, but not not on a on a super regular basis. Um, but the Broadway Association, uh, and I want to say that they were very kind to have uh, these guys say yes and show up and, and say what they needed to say. Um, I don't know. I don't have a read in the room. I'm probably, Imran, I'm going to admit this up front. I was probably the weirdo. I was probably the one sitting there going, does anybody else have this? Like, I think I was probably the, the kook uh, in, in, in the group think, but I could not get away from this idea. And, I, but I keep, I kept going back to their first thing. They were like, you know, uh, we, we, we can't have, we, we have to have the police doing 30 pages of paperwork per incident that they have when they, you know, inter, interact with somebody, which just my brain just, I cannot believe it. But they said it in that part. They said it with congestion pricing. They kept saying this same thing throughout the the presentation, and they were all from different you know regions. So they, I don't think they got together and you know planned on doing this. But this is how city government is working right now. They write a law, they argue about it, take months to pass it. Uh, if it becomes law, then they implement it, and if it doesn't work. They have no idea what to do. And a lot of that could have been avoided by asking themselves some questions ahead of time. One of the things they talked about today was the Penn Station redesign and, you know, what should happen to that area of the city. And oh, and then also the possibility of a casino coming to Manhattan. And in each instance, they kept well, one of them talked about this incredible layout of the city that was drafted in like 1850 by a city father. And and it, it would have had subways like almost up every avenue. And like there would not have been a single area of the city that you couldn't have gotten to conveniently by public transit. And the the city councilman was like, you know, th- this is really a, a grand design and something that we should you know still pursue. And I wanted to raise my hand and go, but guys, you keep passing laws. And then you say, but we didn't realize we passed the law for the paperwork. We didn't realize that the police already do 27 pages of paperwork. So giving them three more pages. Now it's 30. We, we didn't know that congestion pricing was going to kill the, the jobs for the, for the low end worker. We didn't, we didn't know. And it's like they, they argue, they have these kind of theories of like really cool ideas that they think are going to work. And then they're shocked when they don't, they haven't thought of everything about it. And then they're like, well, I, well what do we do now? 
Right. But, so, Kevin, I think we're seeing uh, an example of where governance is, is working against itself, right, and not for the betterment uh, of the city. You know, and it, when, it, when it comes to, you know, law, right, and enacting certain legislation or passing bills that are going to affect um, the practice of law plus law enforcement, um, I think, you know, you really need to consult with the people who are in the shoes of doing whatever you're looking to change. Uh, and whether that be law enforcement or attorneys or judges. and I'm Or all of the above. All of the above. Uh, before you start doing things uh, that affect them and their ability to get the job done, which is going to be to the detriment uh, of, of all the people living in the city. Uh, and that also is inclusive of, you know, things like congested, congested, congestion pricing. Excuse me. Um, and I think that right now there's a lot of people who may be uh, elected uh, into office um, who don't have the experience, uh, who have, uh, you know, sort of been elected on a certain platform or ideology, uh, which may even be uh, in odds with others in their party. Right. Who are may be more moderate or uh, have made more experience, whether that be life experience or uh, professional experience or practical, practical experience. Um, and. It's it's those sort of policies and considerations which aren't well thought out, uh, which end up hurting uh, the average New Yorker. Uh, well, and I, I think, think that yeah. this is part of the problem with government in general. I think that, you know, there's this big kind of philosophical debate that kind of in was in existence from the time of the founders. But there's there's this idea that if we depend upon government to try to solve all the problems of everything, everywhere, for everyone, all the time government's a very inefficient vehicle to do that with and government actually works best when it works kind of the least like you pass basic laws you have basic standards where everyone's treated the same you you have you know equal enforcement of those standards so no one gets away with stuff you know uh, one of the other things they kept talking about today was because they were asked before the end you know what's the biggest challenge facing the city not to be surprised, there was uh, immediately said, well, all of the illegal um, weed shops are they're they're creating havoc. One of them described how a bunch of them have moved in really close to a school and that particular city council member is getting heat from his people because their kids have to walk past it. And there's there's dudes out there offering, you know, free weed to get the kids hooked and getting them and they're already going. And it comes back to you don't really want police officers out there enforcing the little stuff. But when you don't enforce the little stuff and you tie up the police, then they're not available to stop the big stuff that becomes a problem. And he was like, well, I was a big proponent of legal weed for adults, but I want to make it really hard to get for kids. And I'm saying that's a law enforcement function. If if if. Because right now, I guess the way it's it's worked, like they have to get a warning and then they have uh, like a sign put on their door front, which the guy that's running the illegal shop just keeps tearing it down and opening up the next day. The, the, the city right now does not have, according to the statutes, the power to come in and padlock the place and just put it out of business. That's a law enforcement function. Yeah. And if we keep burying them with paperwork and making their job harder and harder and harder. And again, we're not talking about some rogue police organization that doesn't follow the rules it's the best force on planet earth as far as i'm concerned are there problems yeah but they're dealt with and we move on like it's just it really really blew my mind today to see how disconnected you you see one problem you say that's a huge problem well law enforcement could solve that problem but let's go make trouble for law enforcement so that they can't solve the problem it was just crazy yeah it's a, it's a vicious circle you make a, a great point about the marijuana uh, you know, shops and that that that's a real issue. And it's a loophole uh, that, you know, the really needs to be dealt with up in Albany and also on the city side. And again, you know, you have uh, resources being put into that and that enforcement and it's that frustration you yeah. have. That, uh, like you said, they 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 go into one of these shops, they, they get sort of a slap on the wrist and then they're back functioning. They and don't even care. Next they day, live. they're like, so what? All right. Exactly. He's Imran. When we come back, it's uh, Esquire Etiquette because he's got some tips for you. Stay here.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at IdalaLaw.com. Idala Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I'd like to introduce you to the premier business in the investigative and security field in the United States today, Brosnan Risk Consultants, founded by my friend Pat Brosnan, decorated, retired NYPD detective. You must be diligent in protecting the business you worked so hard to grow, family you cherish, and the lifestyle you've achieved. Luckily, there is Brosnan Risk consultants to keep your business healthy, keep your family safe, and identify the approaching rising tide of danger and loss well before it destroys what you have built. Brosnan Risk Consultants have been protecting clients for over 25 years, operational in 45 states and over 500 cities. Don't settle for second best. Brosnan is the gold standard in investigative and security services. Call now 800-590-2180 or go online to brosnanrisk.com. B-R-O-S-N-A-N risk.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. And we're back. Uh, final few minutes. It's legal night. And we've been sounding off on uh, inefficient government, Imran. What's, you, but there was something that you wanted to touch on before we left. Yeah, no, there was another veto that Eric Adams uh, had uh, put into effect that got basically overrided. And that was uh, he had vetoed the, quote, solitary confinement bill, uh, which really would have taken people or prisoners, I should say, who were put in solitary confinement and 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 uh, essentially undo that restriction and give them hours uh, out of solitary confinement and really uh, uh, lessen the ability of corrections officers to put uh, a, a potentially violent or dangerous inmate into restrictive housing. Um, and so he had vetoed that also, uh, Kevin, but that was overrided also. And again, that goes to, I think, again, lack of common sense uh, legislation or governance, which is going to come back to hurt us and also hurt those who are trying to keep us safe. And that's not only police officers, but also those corrections officers in this case. Right. No um, doubt. So, yeah. I wanted to bring that up because I thought that was another uh, area of where the city council is just it's having me scratch my head. They're not listening to the experts. They're not listening to the mayor. They think they know better, but they've never been in those shoes. So um, another example, Kevin. Well, and I think it's going to I think it's going to be telling because th these are all like for people that have been watching the city decay over the last few 
years, especially since bail reform and COVID, those two things kind of hit at the same time. And we're just a different city now and we're we're declining. Yeah, we have tourism up, but even local you know, economic stuff is not as good as it was. And we've gotten kind of back to 85%, but 85% seems to be kind of where we're plateauing. You keep doing these kinds of things. I mean, it's to the point now where I had an appointment last night um, uh, around the new school. And given what's been going on lately, I was like, do I really want to, do I really need to be in that area after dark? And it's not a particularly dangerous area, but I, I just, it, it's the thing that goes through your mind now when it never went through my mind before. And if that happens for just like a little errand that I have to run somewhere, what are you telling people that are thinking about living or moving? We've lost a lot of businesses. We've lost a lot of people. We're going to keep shedding all of those if we keep going down this direction in the near future. And I don't want New York to fade. I want New York's best days to come in front of us. But I'll give you the last word tonight, Mr. Ansari. Yeah, no, Kevin, I uh, wholly agree with you. And then, you know, I'll do a little spin on the Esquire etiquette uh, tonight because we've been talking a lot about governance and the city council. Well, I'm going to implore New Yorkers that if you have a strong opinion you know, contact your uh, council member and and let them know your thoughts. Uh, let them hear your voice, because if there are enough people uh, telling their council member, you know, you may think that this is the best policy or your colleague uh, may be imploring you to vote this way. But here I am, the constituent, I'm telling you that I don't agree with this. I don't feel safe. I think this is going to make things worse. Uh, and this is why you shouldn't go uh, along, uh, you know, with the tide, so to say. And you please speak out uh, because your constituents feel otherwise. So, uh, you know, write your council member, uh, contact their office, get in touch and make your voice heard. Well said. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. That's it for Legal Night. Uh, we will see you next time.